WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Thursday, September 21st, the first day of fall. It is indeed Kale and Company, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, always live on the free Odyssey app, and of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube as we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number Twitter and Instagram, at 1210WPHT. Don Stenzel with the news. Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board. Daniel Valdez, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers. Loaded show today. Don, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Doing great. Gregory, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm well. I'm uh, holding in my hands Uh-oh, oh, boy, dark. the Kale and Company coffee mug. Uh-oh. Because it's bigger than your normal mug. Let me see. Oh, right. there we go. Show us your mugs, there baby. Is. There it is. Very nice. Mugs up. Yep. As we mug get shot. That's right. You can actually... I have one of those big uh, thermoses or whatever. Yetis? Yes, that, that I have my coffee in. And you can actually fit most of this coffee... In that mug. That is correct. Yeah. 1210WPHD.com. Yes, we're pimping the, the merch already. The merch store. That is yeah. correct. And speaking of Kale & Company t-shirts, as we continue this morning, you can now cash in, or actually one man is cashing in, and you can purchase the Fetterman Body Double t-shirt. Uh-oh. The Fetterman camp, for all of you out there that says, that doesn't look like Fetterman, he's got a double. Oh, you know what? He's making money now. Oh, off of that. Off of those theories. Great. Yes. See, it always goes too far, doesn't uh-huh. it? It always goes too far. See what all you conspiracy nut jobs did? <laughs> now yeah, he's making money. You have an incompetent slob in, yep. in, as a senator, and people go too far, and yep. then he looks like the sane one. Right. And, of course, he won't pay taxes on the T-shirt money he collects, because that's <laughs> what Fetterman's do. Uh, also, Joe Biden, another claim, false. Oh, no. We have the history chronicled and documented of every time Joe said he's of this race, this religion, went to this church, played at this school. We have it for you. Wow. Remarkable stuff. CNN is officially toast. And also, (laughs) Fauci. Where do you hear what his net worth is? Dr. Anthony Fauci. Much like the rest of the bureaucrats in Washington, they walk in with X and when they leave... They have 20 times more than what they started with. Well, it couldn't be. He's a public servant. I was just going to say that. All of these freaking public servants Uh have have 19 (laughs) houses and live better than 99.9% of people. How is that? Yep. I'm eating smart ones. Oh, well. All right. We got a lot of good stuff to get to. Uh, The big take this morning featuring something that occurred in Perkyoman Valley School District. But before we get to all of that... Let's get to the news. Round number one. And for that, we give you the great Dawn Stenslin. And good morning on this last day of uh, sunshine, full sunshine for a while. We'll have the full forecast in just a moment. This this uh, Thursday, Thursday already. This week flew. Thursday, September 21st. Uh, we have so much going on this morning. And in West Philadelphia, I'll take you to West Philadelphia, we have 
police hearing shots fired from the intersection of Chester Ave in the concessing neighborhood. They responded within seconds, according to police. There they found a 32-year-old man lying on the ground suffering from multiple gunshot wounds to his abdomen, to his back. He was unresponsive, and they transported the man. I, this is one of those where they scooped him up, did not wait for an ambulance, seconds counted, rushed him to the hospital, and uh, tragically there, they could not, the doctors at the emergency department could not save his life. So they heard the shots just after 9 p.m. within less than 28 minutes, got him to the hospital. He was pronounced dead. This is uh, West Philadelphia. We have classrooms by the dozens being shut down, and this is going down in Burlington County, New Jersey. So students at tw- who affected are in 26 different classrooms. So why are they shutting down in Burlington County, New Jersey? Why are they going to remote learning for at least two weeks? The good news, this is not related in any way to COVID. Okay. Okay. It's mold. 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 Oh, mildew. No, mold and mildew are not the same. Uh, They're just, not the same. They always feel married. Yeah. Like, mold and mildew. <laughs> Wow. So, yeah, this is, you know, students at right at the beginning of the school year, students at middle schools in this is Burlington County. They will have to reten- attend classes remotely. Now, some students from another school will be, will be able to switch buildings because of those same mold problems. So they've been able to come up uh, with some options. Lumberton Middle School goes remote starting today. So they're just finding this out that the kids and these are hundreds of kids will unfortunately not be able to go to school. So uh, this, we're told, as they look at these inspections, so far, the, the middle school is the one that's affected there. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure how the custodial arts and janitor departments will work, but you had a whole summer. We've only been back well, to school for that's what I was four weeks. And then when you were closed during the pandemic, when you were shut down those years or those months, you couldn't have figured out where this mold was then mold is not that easy to get rid of guys. oh really it's not the mold expert greg stalker no no, no no sometimes you need to call in you know yeah your normal everyday run the mill um uh custodians might not be able to oh. get it okay you know what i mean bleach yeah. Just bleach everything bleach yeah. and brillo pads that's right baby but sometimes it, depending on what kind of mold it is you have to you might have to yeah. you know physically remove it i mean oh. like if it's structural then you have to you know then that's a bigger issue oh to Greg's point, I did look up if it's that black mold. Oh, which but, is deadly, right? Right, but okay. I, I don't. They're not saying what kind of mold. Gotcha. Though. If I'm a parent there, I'm, I'm saying what kind of mold. Okay. Are we talking about? So you're, you're okay with the going virtual for two weeks for this then? Yeah. If in fact it's that kind of. <laughs> it's, yeah. If it's, if it's something like this, Don's fine with it. Yeah. COVID, okay. no. Okay. But, <laughs> but mold, fine. Mold. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. All right. <laughs> so I'm gonna, big, I'm gonna do a big take tomorrow on mold. <laughs> So uh, the Bobby's Run School, that'll be on a two-hour delay starting today to give teachers time to, to you know, make the changes. Apparently, they're, you're able to, you know, they're letting the teachers get into the classroom, get any materials they want, and then they have to go back home. So this is why the two-hour delay. So what a, what a shame for the kids in, in New Jersey, among obviously the, among the strictest COVID mandates in the country, started this school year, and we're very excited, and now this. So we don't have any reports of sickness, so we'll keep an eye on that one. Looks like two weeks, and they hope to clean that up. A second community meeting was held last night. This is for Chester County residents, and this is following their 
two-week nightmare and ordeal, speaking of shutdowns and uh, shelter in place, this was after the convicted killer, Danilo Cavalcante, escaped from the Chester County prison there. So officials still trying to let residents know everything's going to be safe. Another prison escape is not going to happen again, but nobody believes it. They're upset, and they've said that they want to know why you know, dangerous killers were kept in the prison. They did not realize that this you know, should be a max security prison, and it's not considered that. So why is that? So now they're saying updates as well to the alert system are just one of those immediate changes that residents can expect. We're watching all of this. Yeah, I think the updates to the alert system is definitely justified and warranted. But, you know, for the people, and like those people had to live it for two weeks, so who am I to sit there and say this? But, you know, the odds of a killer escaping the prison anytime soon again are probably slim to none. So I wouldn't wouldn't be like, oh, my God, I don't feel... Don't jinx it. It's not going to happen again. It's probably won't. It's like you dying of COVID. It's probably not going to happen. Some people just, you know. <laughs> so you're saying there's a possibility. I'm saying there's a chance. Well, speaking of that, let's talk about our fills. We win 6-5 against the Braves in their house. And Nick, another Nick, not our own Nick Kale. I'm talking about Nick Castellanos, his teammates, though. They didn't want to, ca- they did not want him to catch it. Don't catch it, Nick. Don't do that, Nick. What'd you do, Nick? And neither did his manager. Nope, Rob Thompson. Nick, he's not going to do it. Don't catch it. Don't catch it. Don't catch it. Ah, he did it. Mm-hmm. So uh Philly's right fielder thought about dropping the fly ball as it sailed toward him in foul territory. Everybody was thinking, don't do it. Don't do it. Let's, but also, he did it. let's also not forget that they had a 4 nothing lead yeah. at one point. Right. So it, That game shouldn't have went to extra <laughs> yeah, innings. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but a win's a win. We'll yeah. take it. Yeah. And, it's, and I had fun with the Nick. Right. Yeah. That's so uh, just spoils sports. <laughs> yeah, spoiled rotten sports people. It's trying to have fun here at six uh, eleven. It's time for the big take. So I gotta go. Atlanta Braves six five and ten innings. We win, and uh, the NLE champions other uh, fifth loss in six games. By the way, so we begin a series, and we're we're coming home. And that's why I'm going to take you quickly to the NBC 10 First Alert forecast because we've got baseball and whatnot activities in Philadelphia. So today, Phillies kick off the weekend series that starts a four-game series. starts tonight against the Mets. So <clears throat> weather-wise, tonight's okay. We're at 76 degrees, and this is your last lovely day, Ugh. okay? And then tomorrow, it looks like for the bulk of the day, we hold off with the, you know, torrential rain but then the wind starts to pick up so friday night but into saturday saturday looks they're saying it's a washout it's chilly it's still in the low 70s but just a washout of a day torrential rain sunday's not a washout but the rain will continue and then just in time for the work week to begin monday we just go right back up there to mid 70s and bright sunshine that's your nbc 10 first alert forecast <laughs> Kellen company news live all right Don, thank you very much Six thirteen thursday morning let's get to another big take the big take on Kellen company this morning's big take the gop's future lies within school classroom common sense you know this week we have done two big takes talking about the future of the republican party on monday i made the case that the joe biden impeachment inquiry 
And whether or not the House can actually pin this man down will have a direct impact on the likelihood of Donald Trump winning in 2024. Uh, Tuesday, we focused on how the Republican Party better focus on TikTok and make that social media app a priority when it comes to reaching out to and connecting with Gen Z. But today, I want to lay out why the parental rights battle going on in schools is actually a sound political strategy for Republicans to rally behind. In all honesty, it shouldn't be political. It's logical and common sense. Boys are boys. Girls are girls. Boys go to the bathroom in the men's room. Girls go to the bathroom in the ladies' room. And while the left wants to radicalize that train of thought and make it out to be acts of hatred when call parents extremists and try to smear groups such as Moms for Liberty, this is a battle that the GOP, Republicans, and even some moderates should double down on and draw a line in the sand. Yes, to protect their daughters and children in the school setting. Yes, to having the right to know what their kids are being taught. And if they are deciding to use different pronouns that don't align with their biological birth gender. But also to make sure that hopefully the lessons learned by their kids and potentially any victories achieved in fights with school districts and teachers unions ultimately leads to the next wave of common sense Republican voters. Last Tuesday, we had a story that featured... This headline on all of the local news outlets, Perky Omen Valley School District does not pass controversial bathroom policy. Here are some details. The Perky Omen Valley School Board did not pass a controversial policy in the bathroom during a vote on Monday night in Montgomery County. I happen to live in Montgomery County. Policy 720 would have required students to use bathrooms that align with their biological sex, meaning transgender students would not be allowed to use the restrooms that correlate with their gender identities. The proposal was sparked by a recent social media post by a dad who says his daughter encountered someone she thought may have been a boy in the bathroom. Quote, the fact of the matter is, my daughter will go to school and not use a restroom here now, said Tim Jagger, who made the social media post. He admits that neither he nor his daughter are 100% sure if the person she saw was a transgender person, saying, quote, She is too upset and emotionally disturbed to walk into a restroom. Jagger was among the residents speaking at last week's school board meeting, which included a discussion of the issue. Another person who addressed the board said there was, quote, no factual evidence saying that the other person in the restroom was trans or a man in any way, end quote. The superintendent of Perky Omen Valley Schools, though, said a new bathroom policy is not necessary. Quote, we have policy 103, which is non-discrimination in Title IX, And it calls out gender identification as a protected class. That is, according to Superintendent Barbara Russell. Now, that occurred on September 11th and September 12th. Since then, we have an update that occurred on September 15th. High school students in Pennsylvania walked out of class in protest of the Perky Yeoman Valley School Board's trans bathroom policy that puts females in danger. The school board voted on a policy this week that would force students to use bathrooms That aligned with their biological sex, but they failed to pass it. Students were not having it. Take a listen and watch, especially if you're on YouTube, to the video of this walkout.
An estimated 400 students are walking out in the protest, and it's really great to see students unafraid to stand up against these dangerous trans policies forced on them by a leftist school board. As one parent said on Twitter, quote, the adults aren't standing up for the safety of these students, so they are standing up themselves. So let me get this straight. 15 to 18-year-olds are rational enough to realize that Johnny is not really Jessica, and Johnny needs to go to the potty with the boys. But lunatic educators like Randy Weingarten and these stooges in Montgomery County want to try telling you that a square can become a circle and vice versa. No, they can't. It's a fantasy. It is a mental health breakdown. And biology, the last time I checked, is part of science. It's indisputable. You can't selectively pick and choose what science you adhere to and what science we're just going to dismiss. That's not how it works. But let me pivot away from this local story and go national for a moment. And speaking of Randy Weingarten, the National Teachers Union boss who likened the rhetoric of supporters of school choice and parental rights to that of segregationists, speaking and sparking an outcry from supporters of protecting their children. The same lady who has been exposed in emails contradicting what she has said publicly about school closures for COVID during the pandemic years is now using words like segregationists the explosive comparison of jim crow era racists to modern day activists pushing for school districts to allow parents to have more input into their child's education was made last tuesday saying quote and this is randy weingarten the same kind of roots that happened in the aftermath of brown v board those same words that you heard in terms of wanting segregation post brown v board of education those same words you hear today Weingarten said in response to a question about the differences in the political discussion surrounding schools now compared to the 20th century. Weingarten then argued that, quote, only a small group of extremists who want to see an end to public education, back school choice and parental rights policies. Nikki Neely, the president of Parents Defending Education, tweeted in response to the union leader's comments, quote, if Randy is actually interested in addressing modern day segregation in schools, she should unequivocally condemn the practice of racially segregated affinity groups and healing circles that are currently being used in K through 12 schools, end quote. But here's the reality. If conservatives, Republicans want to connect with moderates and independents, they'll continue this fight because it's not just a conservative thing. It's every parent. This is widely accepted by many parents, this battle for school choice and parental rights. And it's sad that it's political when it's really biological and practical. But I think the GOP needs to find areas of commonality with the middle that also agree with them. And this might actually be a winning battle now and into the future and for the future of the Republican Party. And that's the big take. The big take on Kale and Company. All right, big take this morning. If you would like to jump in, thoughts and reaction, you can certainly do so. 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, at 1210WPHT. And, of course, in the Kale & Company comment community, just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe buttons. We'll come back, get your thoughts and reaction to that, as well as the hypocrisy and the conspiracies behind the big senator, the big guy, John Fetterman, as we continue Thursday edition of Kale & Company, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. 
That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Tonight, <clears throat> Thursday Night Football, San Francisco 49ers and the New York Giants. You can hear it all right here on 1210 WPHD starting at 730. Uh, how about this for a uh, same-game parlay? I'll, I'll take uh, San Francisco with the spread at 10.5. Darren Waller for an anytime touchdown. Christian McCaffrey for an anytime touchdown. And Debo Samuel for an anytime touchdown. A $10 wager on this can win $212. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Greg and sign up right now. Kick off the NFL season right with FanDuel. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL and is the official partner of 1210 WPHT, 21 and over, present PA. First online real money wager only, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issue does not withdraw, but bonus best that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Kale & Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Thursday morning. Welcome back in. I am woke, mother Actually, we're not. <laughs> Thank you, Howard. <laughs> New addition to the board. Wow. The king of uh, all media, former king. <laughs> Good stuff. We got a lot of great stuff lined up for you today. 855-839-1210 is the phone number. We'll get to uh, John Fetterman here in just a few moments, as well as Joe Biden in the first hour. Uh, but I do want to get some thoughts to what has transpired at the Perkyoman Valley School District, especially with this walkout. Uh, hasn't been sober tweeted me during the big take saying the following. My wife works for Perkyoman Valley School District and told me that the students that walked out over the bathroom policy were very orderly and polite. No issues at all. So, uh, yes, 100% peaceful, which, you know, you, of course, you will not hear from the mainstream media but, Don, I think it's amazing, and I know you talk a lot about school choice and parental rights and, uh, you know, Meg Brock and others that come on your show, but it's remarkable that adults in that school district just refuse to accept biology, yet kids 15 to 18, 400 of which said, you know what, yeah. um, no, we're not political, we're not, we're not young, indoctrinated, future GOP supporters, we're just common sense, and we say, you know what, a, a man shouldn't be in a women's bathroom. Yeah, and this, I love the fact, this is making national news now. It took a few days, because it, ha- it happened Friday, but it's now, we've been talking about it, but it's national news. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Yep, and I see that video, and you see everybody, it looks like they're all just getting ready to leave for the summer. They're walking on the sidewalk at the school, uh, you know, near the parking lot where the buses presumably would be, and 400 of which, and I don't know how many kids are actually enrolled in the high school, 1,200, 1,600, whatever it might be, 2,000. Uh, but a, a sizable portion of the student body says, you know what, um, we've had one of our classmates that had to deal with this and now has this apprehension about using the restroom, all because you have some school district employees citing uh, Section 703 or Rule 102 or whatever the number was that I quoted uh, in that story. And it's like, no, we're going we're gonna to use our right to protest and we're going to show our disdain and our disgust for your lack of protection, protecting other females, which mm-hmm. we're like, it, it's wild that the protection of biological females is now second to the mental health and feelings of boys that want to become girls or boys that think they are girls, which is really a remarkable plot twist to the, the evolution of the female rights movement. Like everything that females fought for now, it's like, you know what? We've given you a lot. But it's time for the trans man to supersede your your actual safety and security. 
which is just staggering. I I it saw is. this I saw this yesterday, Dawn. There's a um a post of some guy protesting, and uh, I tweeted it out. And there's a couple of people standing around him, and the guy is. And this is not at Perky Yeoman Valley. I have no idea where this was, but the poster and this big uh, board that this guy is holding says, "If genitals don't define gender, how does removing them affirm it?" Let me re- re- let me repeat that again. Let's. This is where you can just give like a checkmate to anybody that supports the trans movement as far as going into female bathrooms or, well, you know, body parts being hacked off. Here's what it says again. If genitals don't define someone's gender, how does removing them affirm it? Hit them with that, and Mm -hmm. I guarantee you they go silent and they have no rebuttal. Well, they might get angry, but they won't have a logical rebuttal. Yeah, you're right. And what encourages me most in the big picture of life moving forward is how are all of our kids in society, no matter what age, how they viewed the pandemic and what they've learned since then. Remember Perkyome, I'm just going to perk up your, you know, everybody, I mean, I know we know this here physically, but, you know, all of us, you know, just to remind you, this was the very district that, that was trying to be the first one in Montgomery County. Remember Montgomery County, strict mandates going along with the teachers union, nationally the union leadership the biden administration so on um they were the first in montgomery county to make masks optional and then they became the last because remember that court order it was u.s district judge wendy beetlestone remember her and that was making national news she was that obama appointee went back and forth but this district these very kids they put up with the pandemic and all the years and the arbitrary mandates and all of that nonsense. And even in, I want to say a year ago, they still had <clears throat> the situation. Oh, coming out of, you know, Christmas break or holiday break, we're going to go back and with kids and we're going to do some remote learning. These kids, they're like your bus driver, Nick Kale. Oh, no. Really? He's that fired up? You know, oh. they're, they've had it. Oh, I, all right. <laughs> Do you hear me? We hear you. Loud and that's and clear. the kids. You know, I think these these students, these teenagers, and you saw their parents, and everybody was orderly, but you saw the parents and the moms, especially to the side, and they were taking video of their kids, mm-hmm. and they were so proud. And that's a great message to me. Yeah. That, you know what? The grownups, as my kids often say, Mom, the grownups, you're all crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, meeting as a collective group in society. This gives me, this should give us great hope. Yeah, I agree. These are the leaders of the future. Mm-hmm. This is the future. Orderly, making their voice heard. Okay. Yep. This is good news, Nick. Yeah. I, I, I had this, you know, um, typed up around 3 4 o'clock. Yeah. I didn't know that the actual walkout of 400 students occurred with video. And then, uh, Greg and a few others, you know, got the video for it and you just watch it. So if yeah. you were watching this morning on YouTube, you saw it. If not, go back. You can see it. Well, just hundreds of kids. Why don't we run it back again, Daniel? If you can run it back again. Because right, yeah. I, I'm just curious if. I know, you know, Don was saying that this this is getting national attention now, but like it shouldn't have taken this long because I feel like this has every element of everything the mainstream media loves. Uh, uh kids protesting things okay that's you a know good what point. i mean like like yeah. hey it's a walkout what are they walking out about like if, if it was climate change or if it was something else uh-huh. you know the cnn would have been oh, parked there they would for have it on four loop. days yeah. yes um, and just for anybody who's not from the area this is like collegeville schwanksville mm-hmm. so you know some a lot of we're people showing who- it right now on youtube again yeah 
So you've got you know, all these kids, um, book bags on. You know, obviously, it's still summer weather. Some of them are holding up signs uh, that are saying different things. Most of them just walking in orderly fashion. When did this walkout occur? It, it actually Friday? happened, yeah, Friday afternoon. Yeah. Friday afternoon, okay. And there's a handful of teachers um, kind of like, you know, ba- not barricading. Moms. And here's all the moms. There's all these uh, parents standing there in the parking lot with like the school crossing guard, and they've they've got their smartphones out, and they're recording it. I mean, I would love to know. Maybe if Valdez or Dorenzo, we can find out just how many total students that high school has. I can't imagine that it's more than 2,000. So let's just say it's 2,000. That's 20% of the, the student body right there just walking out. If it's less than 2,000, it's maybe a third of yeah. the student body. Yeah. So it's, that's pretty strong stuff right there. 855-839-1210 if you want to jump in. All right, speaking of uh, strong stuff, let's get to our, our, our favorite senator. Joe Bin. No, uh, no, John <laughs> Fetterman. John Fetterman, because now Fetterman is actually selling body double T-shirts. So for everybody, and we actually talked about this a few times this week when it comes to Fetterman with the dress code and stuff. There's been a lot of people on, on social media, you know, doing before and after photos, Fetterman uh, post-stroke versus rehab Fetterman versus now versus last February when he took over in the Senate. Uh, his head shape looks different. His ears look a little different. Uh, he's got the different facial hair going. He's going from clean shaven to goatee to, to mustache. Uh, well, now Fetterman and his team have realized that this is a marketing opportunity for the Fetterman camp. And uh, Fetterman's campaign website has now begun selling a shirt that says on the front, John Fetterman's body double. And you can purchase these online for $35. I would argue the better value is the Kale & Company t-shirt <laughs> at $28 because saving $7 in Joe Biden's economy is a big win for Americans and Delaware Valley listeners. Uh, this is one of several new clothing items from Fetterman's website that makes reference to his casual style of dress, his affinity for hoodies, and his disregard for the insults that he gets from, quote, right-wing critics this is a story from mediate.com um quote john has loved having fun with the body double conspiracy theory and the new senate dress code and he loves trolling said uh joe cavello uh which he goes on to say this is an example of all of those things meeting um and here's the thing this is what i want to talk about when it comes to fetterman specifically and this is why democrats are so gullible and they are so dumb because the hoodie, the schlub-like look, it's all false advertising with John Fetterman. It's meant to deceive young and dumb Democrats because the reality is this with John Fetterman. He is a Harvard graduate. He lived at home in his 50s. He is on record skipping out on paying taxes well over, I think, 60 times, which makes him like, Hunter Biden on steroids when it comes to tax crimes, if you're looking at the frequency of not paying taxes. And he is legitimately not the working class, middle class guy. Yet that's the image that he and his team and Democrats try to portray in the idea. It's weird because normally when we talk about Democrats in the left, it's always about identity politics. Yet the identity politics usually lean to female, to minority to LGBTQIA LMNOP plus it's never identity politics in the positive light with the straight white guy right like the the left loves to tell you that the straight white cis man is what's wrong with America 
and it's all rooted in white supremacy and male toxicity. Yet they play the positive identity politics card with John Fetterman under the portrayal of the working class everyday man. See, John's just like you. Yes, he might be a senator. He might be a part of the swamp, but he wears car hearts and cargoes, and he's got a tattoo on his forearm like the everyday working class man. They try to make it out as if John Fetterman is the guy that you would see at a construction site or you know a manager at a retail store. The guy is a Harvard grad. He's a he's an elitist. And oh, by the way, he didn't pay taxes and lived at home with mommy and daddy till he was 50 and also chased a man, a black man down the street with a weapon. Now, if that was a Republican, what would be the mainstream media spin on all of the bullet points of John Fetterman's life and Wikipedia page? I just ran by for you. Oh, he's a deplorable. This is exactly what's wrong with the Republican Party. Yet he's a Democrat from Braddock, Pennsylvania. And now he's selling hoodies for $35 a piece because some people that listen to this show, perhaps, I don't think that's Fetterman. That, that can't be Fetterman. I said like a few days ago, no, it's Fetterman. It really is. And I think most people are obviously just having fun with it. But it's like those pictures of the before and after for the, the magic weight loss pill that people take. Man, that guy looks totally different. He's tanner. His eye color changed. He dropped 50 pounds in six weeks. <laughs> That's that's false advertising. There's no way that guy did that, and that's not that real guy. But get your Fetterman hoodies, $35 a piece. So um, just wanted to share that. And then there's the video that's now resurfacing, which also points out the hypocrisy. Um, Fetterman said during a radio interview when he was running for Senate that when he was a candidate last year that he would adhere to whatever dress code was in place if he was elected to the Senate. Quote, will you wear your hoodie on the Senate floor? Fetterman was asked during a radio interview with the Big K Morning Show, not the Big Kale Company Show, uh, but in early October of 2022 when he was still on the campaign trail, if you want to call it that. Remember that disastrous uh, debate with um, with he and Mehmet Oz. Quote, I'm only going to wear what you're supposed to wear and whatever the dress code is. It's really not about what I'm wearing. And if anyone that's listening prefers somebody that dresses like a real person or somebody that lives, excuse me, that wears a $5,000 fancy suit, then that's really up to somebody. You can make your own conclusion. So he was saying this even in the fall, and here he is once again um, kind of contradicting himself. Well, I'm going to wear whatever whatever the required wardrobe is. And then he's like, well, but if you want to evaluate somebody based on a $5,000 suit, you can go right ahead. And obviously, we've seen Fetterman in a suit, I think, maybe two or three days total, maybe one time for the photo op with the family, and then in another Senate congressional-type setting where he was talking. I think it was actually the last time he wore a suit was when he was talking about the collapse of 95. Yeah, because that was one of those hearings, right? That's correct. And we played you the soundbite where he Was got, he wearing a suit in that? I think he was. Okay. Because remember, he had that little skinny microphone in front of him, and somebody uh, yeah. asked him a question, and he was like, well, 95, 95, and... Yeah, he got all caught up with, you know, with the words and everything post-stroke. And I think that's the last time I visually remember him in a suit. So, yeah, that, the last time I remember him is when it was picture day at the at the at the Senate floor on And that was the awkward floor. too, right? Yeah. yeah, where he wore like the oversized yeah. suit like But you know, his, his kids weren't dressed up though, grader. remember? His kids looked like schlubs that day. Yeah. If, if I recall correctly. Well, the funny thing was his his wife prides herself to say she go, she likes to go to thrift stores but she always looks amazing yeah 
and everything fits as if it's custom done. Uh huh. The kids, though, right? That you're referring to, I felt bad for the kids. They they look like they were wearing a shirt that was ten sizes too big. That's what it was. Yes. So the clothes themselves were fine. They were like khakis and a shirt, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But they were really misfit. You know, you just I just felt bad for the kids. Yeah. And remember that it was just this awkward right photo shoot, and you don't know where the kids just told not to say anything, mm-hmm. or it was just. I just remember feeling really bad for the kids. And if you're a kid and your shirt, it's like a button-down shirt. It was like, remember that? It was like 14 inches hanging down past their hands. Like father, like son. It was just, come on, you know? The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Well, except that's mom's job. Yeah, that's a good point. And and mom's all dolled up and decked out, right? Right. Like sometimes, you know, like... You always see that, like, sometimes the, the mom, you feel like you're a hot mess of church or whatever, but your kids mm-hmm. look amazing. Right. This is the opposite Yeah, of this that. is like reverse bizarro mm-hmm. world. Yeah, it really is. 855-839-1210 is how you jump in. Coming up next, Joe Biden is at it again, making false claims. What is the latest lie in the history of lies for Biden? We have him chronicled for you. And also, Joe's lead that he once had on Donald Trump, it's evaporated. It's gone. We'll give you the details when we come back. Kale and Company live here on a Thursday morning. Nick, Dawn, and Greg. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. What was your first car? Brings back a lot of memories, doesn't it? You know, for my Michael, he's still a teenager, but when when he graduated high school, by the way, now he's starting sophomore year at Penn State, Dean's List. But when he graduated LaSalle College High School, we had said we'd help him buy a new car. We finally did that with a little help from my friends at Piazza Auto Group, and specifically Ross and Vince, Tony, Christian over at Piazza Honda right here in Philadelphia. What, a, what an amazing experience. And the Piazza Auto Group and the Piazza family made it even more memorable for Michael. Just a look of pride on his face. He loves that car. And by the way, you know, he's responsible for driving his little brother to high school in the morning. One wake up call is to say, well, your brother has his permit, your younger brother. So he could, um, you know, if, if he can't wake you up, you know, we'll, we'll just have you. <clears throat> David can take the car. That guy, boy, he's up right now. He's up. Boom. He's up early. But seriously, they treated us so great. They're going to treat you great. Piazza Auto Group, uh, great, great individuals. And there really is. The power of the Piazza Auto Group as well. They carry more than 1,200 pre-owned vehicles at any given time. Not just the brands that I talk about like Honda or Acura, Mazda, Hyundai, Volkswagen. Pretty much any other brand you can imagine. That's what I'm talking about. The power of the Piazza Auto Group. Just visit PIAZZAAutoGroup.com. You want to search Piazza's pre-owned inventory or for the dealer nearest you. They're across the region, across Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. Make sure you tell them Dawn sent you. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. A big 7 o'clock hour on the way. The uh, decline of CNN continues, which is just fascinating and glorious. And a former individual, a former employee of CNN, saying that the network has a Donald Trump problem. I always love when former employees come out and say, here's why you are struggling 
We'll get to that as we continue. But one of the things that I want to talk about here for a couple of minutes, and maybe this will, we've got a couple of things on the Biden front that we will touch on uh, here and then again after Dawn's news. The thing that makes Joe so beloved is, you know, Joe just fits in everywhere he goes, right? Joe's middle class Joe. You know, some days Joe is part Polish. Other days he's part Greek. Puerto uh, Rican. Puerto Rican, yeah. African-American. He's also apparently uh, Jewish and was involved in, in many synagogues oh, growing up. Nice. Or so he claims. So Biden claims that he was raised in synagogues, adding to the ever-growing list of exaggerated background claims. I mean, he's got the most astounding Wikipedia page that you will ever see. But President Joe Biden's latest claim about being raised in the synagogues of Delaware follows a long history of the octogenarian president exaggerating his cultural background in an attempt to connect with the people he's speaking to. Uh, Recently, he just said, quote, I, you might say, was raised in the synagogue of my state. You think I'm kidding. I am not. Not a joke. It's not a joke. The president, who calls himself a devout Catholic, has made the claim before, though he did it again this past Friday, and there's very little evidence to support that. Uh, Biden also saying at the time that he uh, received his education through synagogues, also telling rabbis that he got involved with the civil rights movement. And um, those have been derailed over debunked lies. He went on to say, during the 60s, I was, in fact, very concerned about the civil rights movement. Then presidential candidate Joe Biden said, I was not an activist. I worked at an all-black swimming pool in the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. I was involved in what they were thinking and what they were feeling. But I was not out there marching. I was down in Selma. So he's gone from uh, playing to the African-American community and the civil rights movement to being raised in synagogues in his latest speech last week. He has also claimed frequently to have attended a black church as a teenager despite longtime congregants insisting they never saw him there. Uh, In February of 2015, he raised eyebrows after he claimed that he had an awful lot of Somali friends who drove taxis. Big, big, big community, right? Somali people, taxis, eight years ago. Joe's been a part of that movement as well. Here's the guy that's calling him out. The Washington Post, who has their own, you know, Brian Stelter, so to speak, Glenn Kessler, he's their fact checker, Uh, called all of these claims whoppers and argued that the vast majority of the claims uh, that Joe Biden makes either are 95% exaggerated with very little credibility or 100% made-up lies. Uh, Joe Biden in the past as well has insisted during Greek Independence Day 2009 that he's an honorary Greek, not only today but every day. He also stated on another occasion that we haven't had a Greek in the White House but we do now have we do now have a Joe Bidenopolis. No relation to uh, Mr. Stephanopoulos from uh, one of the Sunday morning shows. So this is really a, a continuation for Joe, where whenever he is in front of a group of people, whatever the occasion, whatever the demographics or the identity politics are of the setting that he is at, he has a storied history as being a part of that community, which is really next level politics if you think about it like this is to to a t this is why people hate politics and think they're all slimy used car salesmen because this guy that's because this guy literally just makes it up as he goes but it's all a repeat everything he said that i just read for you has been regurgitated four or five times it is interesting now that all of a sudden the washington post uh we played a clip last week i think of daniel dale from cnn 
all of a sudden now they're fact-checking Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. We've never seen them fact-check him in the four years or what, however long it's been mm-hmm. that he's been in office. Now all of a sudden they're fact-checking. Fact-checking became so, an industry because of Trump. Yeah. You have to wonder why they're doing it, though, right? Because, like, all of a sudden now, there's a lot of the tide has turned. Oh yeah, and the Democrats and the media and everything seems to be really turning on Joe Biden, mm-hmm. and and it's just, it's almost like some would say a calculated effort to mm-hmm. do so. It's coordinated. Everything they do is coordinated. The timing of the uh, the uh, the cases against Donald Trump always a day after bad news with Biden, and then all of a sudden it's like they all check their inbox on a, uh, on a Labor Day morning three four weeks ago, and it was subject time to jump ship on Joe. Here's how to derail the guy and what to say. <laughs> exactly. And they all printed it and they're all reading it. Yep. Verbatim. Yep. 855-839-1210. Uh, and speaking of people jumping ship, well, you know what? That lead that Joe Biden had over Donald Trump, that is evaporating by the minute. In a new poll, we have a dead even heat. We will give you some of the figures and also some of the other numbers on the other side right after Dawn's News as we kick off Hour 2 of Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.